Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today I'm going to give you a book review and summary of the Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. It's all about how to get things right. It's a great book, um, wonderful read, wonderfully written, and it's by a doctor, an MD, Atul Gawande. My first disclaimer is to not read it if you are disturbed by graphic images of surgery because it will bother you. But if you're scientific like me, it will fascinate you. So I first read this book when I was flying and just flying for fun, um, studying aviation and all the checklists this book really hit home. I'm just now revisiting it and the checklists are still as relevant as relevant uh, as I as I work as a director of food safety and quality. The book was recommended to me by a restaurateur uh, that knew about my planner business. So he thought that it would be helpful for me to, to read. And it really is a, a bunch of anecdotes, a great way to learn. But right now, as director of food safety and quality, I use checklists daily for everything. Uh, and we have people check over our checklists to make sure that things are produced properly. So we check checklists over and over and over in order to produce safe quality food for our customers. Uh, we like the checklist to show auditors. Um, the government even looks at our checklist to make sure that we have produced safe quality food. So following a checklist in an emergency or while under pressure helps you not miss anything obvious. To quote Atul Gwande in his book, he actually says, The checklist gets the dumb stuff out of the way, the routines your brain shouldn't have to occupy itself with, and lets it rise above to focus on the hard stuff. So in the example of aviation, it's making sure that I hit all the right buttons and do the right flaps so that I can think about the hard stuff in an emergency. Where do I land? Um, you know, looking around and being more observant by getting those things that are so mundane out of the way. You can also develop checklists for high stress situations when you are in a calmer state. Um, there's also the team approach to checklists. So you get a bunch of people to think about what needs to be done in the scenario. And you can do it when you're nice and calm and you're thinking clearly. So that when the heat is on, you can do all the things and make all the proper decisions. Checklists also help when you don't do something frequently, when there's some a lot of steps to remember. So aviation, surgery, a relevant, relevant example for me is uh, I did a forklift training last week and I'll probably only ever touch a forklift once a month, um, max, but there's a handy checklist that's attached to the forklift to help me remember everything that needs to be done in order to safely operate that forklift. I haven't flown a plane in years, but I'm confident that with my instructor um, and a proper checklist or two, uh, a few lesson in a few lessons, it'll all come back to me, uh, like riding a bike. And so far, every time I have gone back to aviation, it really is like riding a bike, as long as I have those checklists in place. So, my favorite part about this book is the checklist for checklists. So, when you're making a checklist, what are the steps that you need to follow? So in development of the checklist, and this is a graphic that he has in the book, do you have clear, concise objectives for your checklist? Is each item a clear, critical safety step and in danger of being missed? Is each item not adequately checked by another mechanism? Is each item actionable with a specific response required for each item? 
is each item designed to be read aloud as a verbal check. So that's one thing he talks about in surgery a lot. Uh, verbal checks. And if you've ever been in surgery recently, a lot of times they'll actually count how many instruments are, at least I've had a couple abdominal surgeries, and they'll talk about, they'll, they'll start reading off numbers and they're counting how many instruments there are, right? It's a verbal check to make sure that they don't leave any instruments in you. Uh, one that can be affected, so is each item one that can be affected by the use of a checklist? And then have you considered adding items that will improve communication among team members, so the team approach, and have you considered involving all members of the team in the checklist creation process? So do you have buy-in from everyone? So that's development of the checklist. Again, this is a checklist for checklists. Now drafting your checklist, does the checklist utilize natural breaks in workflow or pause points? So we break things down by what we're doing. So, you know, at this stage in the process, these are the checks. At this stage in the process, these are the checks. So does the checklist use simple sentence structure and basic language? You want to know what you're signing off on. You want people to know what they're signing off on. Does the checklist have a title that reflects its objectives? So when I go to find this checklist on my safety quality manual, does it make sense? Now, does the checklist have a simple, uncluttered, and logical format? right? If it's confusing, it doesn't get filled out, right? You don't want to be constantly retraining. Does the checklist fit on one page? I'm a huge proponent of one page everything. One page resumes, one page checklists, one page everything. Does the checklist minimize the use of color? Black and white is best. Is the font sans serif? So no fancy fonts, Comic Sans is my least favorite, but in his case, he prefers sans serif. Does it have upper and lowercase text? Is the font large enough to be read easily? Is it dark on a light background? So you don't want to use any crazy colors or get into any crazy formatting. Uh, are there fewer than 10 items per pause point, right? If you give too many things, people are just going to go, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so you want to make sure that there's less than 10 items per pause point. Is the date of creation or revision clearly marked? So they know which version they're supposed to be using. So now you can't just make checklists, right? In the checklist for checklists, he even covers validation. So have you trialed the checklist with frontline users, either in a real or simulated situation? Uh, in the case of aviation, an emergency checklist we use in simulations. Hopefully, I won't ever have to use an emergency checklist when in an emergency. It will be in a simulated situation, but I'll be prepared. Um, have you modified the checklist in response to repeated trials? So we're constantly modifying our checklist that we use on the floor in our food manufacturing plant based on what is needed. So in addition to validation, does the checklist fit the flow of the work, right? Is it too cumbersome? Are there too many questions? Are we gathering the data that we need? Does the checklist detect errors at a time when they can still be corrected? So in the case of, you know, measuring weights on retail packaging, yeah, we have to take an average, you know, we just added adding an average every 10, 15 pulls of product so that we can get real-time feedback instead of taking the average at the end of the run and finding out that we were not controlling as we needed to. So does the checklist um, fit the flow of the work, detect errors at the time when they can still be corrected? Another part of validation is can the checklist be completed in a reasonably brief period of time? So you don't want checklists that take forever to read or take forever to complete 
You just want them to be a check of your work. And then have you made plans for future review and revision of the checklist? So this is the timeline part. So yes, you have this beautiful checklist, but do you have a timeline of when you're going to review the checklist? So the checklist manifesto overall, awesome read, great information in it. Um, he tells really great stories that help you remember the principles he's teaching. I learned a lot from it on my first read. I always think that books deserve a second read even a couple of years later. I highly recommend it. Again, The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. This is episode 38 of Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane.